For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac, what's up, brethren? Hey, 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 what's up, Doc, man? And I'm so excited about this episode, man. And I don't want the man hanging out there for long, man. So let's, let's, let's you know, do all the pleasantries and get them to the side. And let's uh, introduce a special guest, man. Best running back I ever played with, man. So let's get him in here. Indeed, exciting episode. Now, the special guest Isaac is talking about is the Hall of Famer, the NFL legend, the NFL great. I just call him 2-8, Marshall Falk. Marshall, what's up, man? What up, Doc? What's going on? What's up, Isaac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's up, 2-8, man? Appreciate you stopping by, man. Uh, you know, blessing the microphone, man. Up, man. You, know, we, you know, we talk a lot on this show about, you know, our days on, uh, you know, as part of the greatest show on turf and uh, the things that we did on the field and, and how it compares to today's game and these guys that are out there today, man. So we appreciate you coming in and, and uh, kind of hanging out with us for this episode, man. Oh, no, nah, man. It's, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, and I, I, I ain't, I ain't going to tell no lies. You know, I don't sugarcoat it. They say, hey, man, we got this podcast. I was like, I ain't doing it. Oh, no, nah, it's Ike B. I got it. I'm on. <laughs> got to show it for you, man. Got to show it for appreciate you. It. You threw too many blocks. It, you cut too many people. You took too many knees out. <laughs> Gotta show up for you, man. Gotta show up for you. That's what, hey, that's what I do. Now, the Rams made a lot of noise the last couple of days, and I'm eager to see how you feel about it, Isaac, and definitely eager to see how 2-8 Marshall Falk feels about these moves the Rams made. But, Marshall, I got to ask you this, man. Me and Isaac met each other, man, in 1992 when he came to – it was Memphis State then. It was University of Memphis now. Uh, now, Isaac got there, man. It's training camp, you know, because uh, I just want to know, you know, how was Isaac when you first met him? Because this how this how it went when I first met him. Now, Isaac comes in, man. We in training camp. You know, he come, I'm looking at him, you know, because we in the offensive meetings together on the practice field, you know, in the huddle. And I'm like, man, this dude here, man, man, this dude's so smooth the way he runs his routes. So I'm like, you know, he he, he runs a route. I'm like, hey, man, a uh, uh, nice route, man. You, you know, nice route. He didn't say anything. He just looked at me. I said, okay, all right. All right, you know, I'm from Memphis, so, so, you know, we'll be quick to try to snatch somebody, but he ran another route. So I said the same thing. Hey, man, nice route, man, nice route, man. This time he just looked at me. He didn't say anything. Nothing at all. So at this point, I'm like, man, if I say and compliment this dude one more time and he doesn't speak, I'm snatching him, man. I'm just going to snatch him, man. This man ain't just going to sit here and ignore me like this. So my question to you, Marshall, now, when you first met Isaac, 
Did he treat you similarly, man? I'm pretty sure he didn't. But how was it when you first met him? It just just quiet, man. You know, it was like, it, 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 let me let me say this. It's not like when you just met him. Isaac is he's quiet. Um, his work ethic and his play speaks for him. Not a lot of words are said, but when he says something, they're impactful. Like it's like it's impactful. You know, if if I be stand up and say something, it's it's always something that's impactful and something that that's going to move you or something that's going to get you in the place that he thinks you need to be because it, it's you know how it is. It's hard to get get words out of him, man. You know, but when things when things mean something to him or um, I, I'll take you back here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm new to the whole Rams 49er issue, you know, that, 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 that whole thing that's going on and uh, we rolling and I, I don't, I don't know. It probably was a while since it probably had been a while since I'd be faced the 49ers with a winning record, like with us being favored, we went in there, man, we getting ready for this week. Hey man, if, if and, and I don't want to say he was working harder because he always worked hard, but there was just an attention to detail and it was the first time I watched a, a receiver take over a game. I don't even know. I, I, I know he remembered the game because it was, it was like, it was, it was, it was a feeling that, that I know he hadn't felt standing on the sideline, looking across. Cause we had spanked them good. And it was over early and we was looking across and they had that look, they were defeated. And there's nothing better than that feeling, man. And, and, and here's my thing. I'm from New Orleans. I grew up as a Saint fan. I watched I watched Joe Montana, Jerry Rice tell my team up. I couldn't wait, couldn't wait to beat the draws off of them. <laughs> so it was it was it was watching and listening. But the quiet guy, you got to be careful with those quiet ones, man. You got to be careful. You know what? He, he, he's hitting it on the head. But in actuality, man, you know, like he said, I had never had a lead versus the 49ers at that moment, man. And I was what that was our fifth year in the league, Marshall, and you know, coming into that game, man, yeah, they, these yeah. guys had legendary players on the other side. So I've taken a, a lot of beatings from them. And just to realize what we had as a unit, as a team, and how we performed in the preseason, we were, uh, I believe, undefeated at that time going into that game. And just knowing that I had guys now. I had guys like Marshall, yeah. guys like Torrey, uh, Big O, guys who can go out and not only, you know, receive a blow, but actually throw a punch. And uh, by the time that game was, you know, at, at halftime, man, I was I was excited, I was emotional, and uh, it was it was a huge win for me. So I, I was real grateful for the work that and the guys that we brought in that offseason, man, just to add to what we already had. Now, Marsha, I can tell you this: when I played for the Rams, we were sorry, man. Rich Brooks was the coach, but I remember them getting you and Isaac specifically telling me, man, we got two eight, man. We went in the Super Bowl this year, man, and I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't doubt it because you know, you the truth, man. So uh, shout out to you, but. Now we got to get to the big news, man. Our Rams just made some huge news a couple of days ago. A lot of Rams fans been calling for Jared Goff to get up out of here, and the Rams finally got Jared Goff up out of here. The Rams trading Jared Goff to, to the Detroit Lions for Matthew Stafford. Now, since Marcia says you're the guest, man, you're the special guest, man, got to ask you, bro, how you feel about that move, man? Um, I'm indifferent, and, and, and I'm going to tell you why I'm indifferent. Um, they know they know what's in the DNA of this young kid, man. That's why they had to let golf get up out of there. It started with the Super Bowl. We took a crap there. And then all the way since some big games, he wasn't showing up. And here's the thing. They unloaded a lot of salary. 
and the reason, the thing that making me indifferent is, you know, but I, but I have reservations about them indifferences because of, you know, it, it reminds me of something else. And I'm going to explain that to you too. The indifference is, is Matthew Stafford been there, what, 11, 12 years? He hasn't won the NFC North yet. All right. I'm just saying, Arm Taylor, I see it. But the ability to lead men, I mean, you got to think of some of the quarterbacks that were in Chicago that won the NFC North. So, 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 so it, it, it brings to me like, man, huh, I don't know. But then I think about this. I remember when I walked into the line, I mean, when I walked into the Rams locker room, there's something about when you go to a new team, regardless of what you've done, you have to reestablish yourself and let people know who you are. And the attention to detail is now on you because the change of scenery is there. And here's what Matthew Stafford had about to find out. He about to find out if it was Detroit or if it was him. <laughs> because the Rams have the components. They have the components. They have what, what's necessary to get it done. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. I'm excited because of the arm talent. I, I watch what Aaron Rodgers is doing in Green Bay. And I think that's what sold the Rams on it. Arm talent with McVay and what he, with him calling the players and the tools that they have, plus the defense, this is a big deal for Stafford. Well, I truly believe it's an upgrade, man. I mean, uh, from any stretch of the imagination, because, you know, when, you, when you're playing that position, number one, it's a leadership position. You expect, you know, your quarterback to be the first guy off the charter, uh, lead, leading the crew, leading the guys. Leadership is important. But when you see a guy who's, who's lost confidence within himself, you read his body language, you don't want to follow that guy. I'm sitting home at television, and I'm, I'm watching the games, and I get more frustrated than some of the receivers that are playing right now because of Jared Goff. I mean, the way he was playing, the way he act like he didn't want to be there. So I'm excited about the move. I feel like it was an upgrade to the position, no doubt. Uh, I think Stafford, he brings in a stronger arm. Um, you know, I've heard stories about, you know, uh, how he plays through injury. He's tough enough to just to be there for the guys. And uh, from that aspect, but, you know, I'm kind of indifferent as well because, you know, you, you, you just look at it. Look at, look at the executive leadership that we have right now because you gave up a lot to get Jared Goff and you gave up a lot to get rid of him. So I, before the guy's 26 years old. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, what, what are we doing? Or how are we seeing this upstairs? Or what's, what's happening right now? Because, you know, we gave up a lot of first-round picks. First-round picks are first-round picks, and that's normally the way that you build an organization or build a team. Is through your drafts, but you know, uh, to, to give up so much and to give up so much to get rid of Jared and to get Jared, you know, I'm looking kind of side eye at, at, at the, at the uh, you know people upstairs right now just a little bit as well. Hey Ike, hey Ike, I gotta Yo. say this. Let me, let me, Ike, Ike, they feeling that pressure. The Lakers we got LeBron, they won. The Dodgers we got Mookie Betts, they won. Uh uh. Right. They got to they got to beat the Kings. They got to make sure they get one before the Kings. They can't be the only <laughs> Kings and the Clippers. They got to make sure and the they, Angels. Come on, man. They got to make sure they get one before them. I'm telling you, man. They, they, if you want to be respected in LA, and you know how it is out there, man. Everybody, what two seasons ago? I we go there, man. It's it's. I mean, all the stars are there. They go to the Super Bowl and. They can't. They, no, they they couldn't go into the season. This new season with Jared Goff, they had to make some moves, and they gonna feel this pressure throughout. And and here here's the reality. I I be in L.A. You can't be building a team. You have to put a proven product on the field. Absolutely. And they they gonna and they fall in pressure to it. That's how it is. Absolutely.
Well, I mean, you can't you can't have SoFi not be a football stadium. I mean, do everything else. Right. You go to you go to LA for for a concert at SoFi, you know, and you know, football is the second thing on your on your thinking. So you, you gotta have like yeah. you said, a product that goes on that field and bring the people out, man. Cause there's you know, so many options in LA. So football, you have to you have to be proactive like they've been. Big time episode of Ramblings, two pro football hall of famers, my brethren Isaac Bruce and the brethren Marshall Folk. Now, two eight, got to ask you again, man. You kind of touched on it now. As far as this quarterback trade, you think the Rams gave up too much to get golf up out of here and to get Matthew Stafford in town? Hey, hey, here, here's the business, all right. If they gave up too much and Les Snead is there to to like live through it, then that means they won the Super Bowl. If they gave up too much, and Les Snead not there, then some GM, ESOL. That's that's basically what it is. Les Snead won't be there to find out if they gave up too much. I'm just that's that's just the reality because they have to win. There's there's no here's what they're doing. Exactly what Tampa Bay did. They want to play the Super Bowl next year in their stadium. You gave up what you gave up to win the Super Bowl, not to play in a Super Bowl. So, I mean, it, it's far past just winning the division right now. It's past, you know, being a conference champion. It's about winning the Super Bowl, yeah. bringing a title back to Tinseltown through football. That's what it's about. Speaking of Super Bowls, Marshall, you all hooked up you and Isaac Main to win that memorable Super Bowl, man, which was outgranding, had all this drama, man, was just one of the best Super Bowls ever played. And I asked, I asked Isaac, you know, uh, what's his most memorable moment as an NFL player? I would think, you know, something that he did in that Super Bowl, but he actually said his most memorable moment is the catch Ricky Pro made against Tampa Bay, which I can see because that was huge, man, because that was such a tough game, and Ricky Pro comes up with such a tough catch and such a clutch moment now what is your most memorable moment as an nfl player man in all the years that you played oh man isaac's <laughs> isaac catching the super bowl you know that's so so the play my most memorable play would be isaac's catching the super bowl without a doubt now my most memorable moment it stands out to me as probably one of my best professional sporting moments and um it, 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 it it's not even like it wasn't even a good moment. Um, in football, in football, you know, I, I found myself being on teams that was inadequate my pretty much my whole life. You know, in, in the 99 team, you know, sometimes you got to have trials and tribulations to realize what you have around you. And um, normally in the league, and you y'all know, you, you lose a game, cats in the locker room, <laughs> they laughing, having fun, and a shower, talking about what they did and how they did. I'm talking about cats were hurt, man. Cats were hurt. And and I was like, man, this is different. Now, Isaac, you've talked about how special that team was, which it was indeed special, man. So many great players. Now, you being who you are, man, just being a part of the greatest show on turf, man, one of the major parts, both of y'all, man, just two major parts. You know, uh, Isaac, you know, you, you. I mean, you've talked about, you know, just – you know, you, you, you wasn't really a selfish player, man, but of course you wanted the ball, but – how is it, you know, and how was it playing with a guy like 2-8, like Marshall, when you know he's just dynamic, he's a superstar, man, he can make a play at any time. But at the same time, balancing that with, you know, hey, I'm one of the best receivers in the NFL. 
I want the rock as well. How was it balancing that, man, knowing you want the ball, but at the same time you have 2-8? Who's a superstar? Who's just a big time, a big money-making player, you know, that needs his touches as well? How was it playing with such a dynamic talent as a Marshall Falk? Well, I'll tell you what, man. When it when it came to, uh, you know, individual accolades, uh, you know, you know, publication. Uh, I mean, Marshall, he was the lead dog and all of that among in that huddle. So the biggest thing about Marshall is that, you know, if he if, if he would have ended up crying and screaming for the football, he could have every play. You couldn't argue with him, but he never did that. That was never his approach. And, uh, you know, things like that, I marvel at. But, you know, just his ability just to play the game. When we talk about what a, what a guy can do from a cerebral mindset, uh, it, it all boils down to how he plays the game from a physical standpoint. And, and, and Marshall was just, he could do it all from the running game uh, to, to moving out to uh, splitting them out, playing running routes and catching, catching balls like a receiver. He could do it all. You know, I, I got so many great moments of him. I mean, when he stopped on the dime versus the Cleveland Browns, I mean, I'm just, at, at times you can just get caught watching him play. But at the same time, you got to realize you're in a football game. You got to get your block so he can do what he does. I, I think for me personally, a big, the biggest game that I ever saw Marshall play was down in New Orleans when we had to go down and play New Orleans, the New Orleans Saints to get into the playoffs that following year after we won the Super Bowl. And he just took over the entire stadium. And he probably rushed for over 250 yards or something. But, you know, it was just a masterpiece, man, in every, in every stretch of imagination because we got to the point where we, we weren't a, a one-dimensional offense. But we kind of made ourselves the one-dimensional offense that game. And the Saints knew that as well. But they still couldn't stop it. I mean, great moment, great game, man. So many big plays in that game, man. It just, you know, just just shows his greatness, man. His ability to not only just shine on, on some of the biggest stages, man, but pull us up with him. So I always call him the engine of what we were doing. So if he, if he wasn't there, man... We couldn't play many games without him in a, in a, in a, uh, in a huddle. So that's just that's just my personal opinion, man. He knew I love him and uh, his ability to play, and just it was unmatched to me. Hey, um, you know I, I take it all, and I'm I'm here's um, this this was the kind of kind of the icing because I I played the Rams in full, and I I knew Isaac, and throughout our season. That year, and in, in, in every other year, like he was the guy who was unselfish enough to make sure everybody else was unselfish. You know, some people play team and some people are a team. And, and, and we were a team. And it was all based on, it was all based on him being able, him, him showing that if Tory got a lot of rocks or if Ricky or if Oz, it didn't bother Ike. It, it, because it, it became it became bigger than individual accolades. At that point in time, he and I we had done a lot in the league, and we saw we saw what what being on the team and having other guys. At one point in time, Isaac was all the Rams had. At one point in time, in Indy, I was all we had. And man, to have a collection of talent to know, like I think back to the first. I think my first like three games, I barely touched the ball. And I'm like, we three and zero. That had never happened in my life in football. <laughs> and I was just saying to myself, Oh my God, I have help. 
Like I have help. I don't have to play. Do you know the feeling standing on the field, looking across the field, feeling like you have to play a perfect game to beat somebody? <laughs> man, that's a misery. When you're in the huddle with some guy around thinking like, oh man, what, what, what do I have to do to win this game? We went from that to, to looking at ourselves and listen, the standard is how well we play, not, not how well we play against them. Like we raised our, our level of what we did based on how we saying because it, 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 yeah. it wasn't about the, the other team. It was about us. Now, Marshall, man, I really, really want to thank you for taking time, man, and speaking with us, man, speaking with your brother, Isaac Bruce, man, one of your members, one of the greatest football teams in NFL history. And the Ramlet, LA Rams fans, I got to tell you this. Now, normally when, you know, when celebrities and superstars like Mars to come on shows like this, man, they, they, you know, it's like an exchange. Like, okay, I come on the show, especially during this week with leading up to the Super Bowl. That's because, you know, normally that celebrity or that superstar want to promote something they got something going on but that wasn't the case with Marshall 28 only came on this show man because of his brother Isaac Bruce it wasn't no conditions man that you know Marshall will come on if he gets the chance to talk about this he didn't put any conditions on it he just said it's, 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 it's Isaac I'm on it but with that being said I want to ask you, Marshall, is there anything, man, it's just coming from me and Isaac, you like to promote what you got going on, man. How can we support you? You know, anything you got going on, man, you want to let people know about? Hey, man, you know what? You know what? I have a lot going on, and I can plug in. <laughs> I, I have a lot going on, and I can plug and push a lot. I'm going to say, well, I'm, listen, here, here's here's what I'm up to, all right? right? Just so you know, I got kids that are a little older, teenagers, and, you know, in their early 20s, and I understand the epidemic. I come from the hood. Um, I partner with this uh, this foundation, the Drug Free World, and what we're doing is we're just educating kids so they so they understand what's out there. You know, kids are partaking now. You know, drugs are, drugs are legal in certain states or whatever. And I ain't trying to tell nobody what to do with their time. I ain't trying to tell nobody to do what to do recreational i'm just trying to drug free what you're doing so you understand so you can make a better decision for yourself because the decisions that you make now when you're young they can affect you for a long time hey 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 hey, hey marshall man appreciate it man appreciate you coming out man and uh you know i'm, I'm glad you didn't do any imitation of dick vermil on this thing man you know about making sure you get up the field and uh seeing that verse man you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Hey, you want you want to hit up a one, hey, man, man? You know it's amazing that, 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 that no, <laughs> no, 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 man, no, man. I gotta I gotta leave him alone because what, what is seriously, man? As I've gotten older, man, I, I've I've grown a little fonder, and I appreciate Coach Ramil, man. I just it was just hard, man. I just had never seen anything like that in football. So, but yeah, man, he good dude, good man, really good man. Yeah, love him, absolutely, legend. The legend. legend, man. Legend in, in every aspect of the word, man. I mean, you know, it, 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 you know, it's it's hard to con, you know try to find a guy or compare a guy that's playing uh, today to what Marshall did when he played. Um, you know, you'd have to pick different guys from different teams. Probably Alvin Kamara, as far as his ability to catch the ball out of backfield, but he's not the runner that Marshall was as far as running the ball. You know, uh, Derrick Henry his ability to go in between the tackles and, and finish and, uh, you know, finish runs and uh, be that home run threat, but he's not the receiver that Marshall was. So, you know, just being able to have a, a, a guy that can do both and knew the game. I mean, the guy could very easily be an offensive coordinator in the league, a general manager in the league, very easy, man. But uh, it, it's hard to compare him to 
the guys or find a comparison in the league today that compares to my Marshall Falk. Now, Isaac, man, it's great to just hear you and Two-Way interacting with one another, man, conversing with one another, man. Now, you know, how is it, man, you know, catching up with Two-Way, man, and being able to speak with the man and see his face, bro? It's great, man, because, uh, you know, when we when we see each other, it's normally at a football game or, or at the Hall of Fame uh, in Canton uh, in the summers. But, you know, just, just really to sit down and have a conversation about, you know, his ability to play the game, what he's doing off the court, off the field since he's retired. And, you know, just, just picking his brain. Cause like, like I said, he has one of the, he's one of the smartest guys that I ever played with the best running back I've ever played with. And, uh, you know, he's, he's special in so many ways. Now I got to tell everybody listening, that's how cool Marshall Falk is two eight is now his connection dropped out by five, six, seven times, man, because he was in a bad spot. And let me tell you something. Now normally man, superstars like Marshall, not Marshall, but superstars, if they connect and drop out, bro, they just get gone. They don't even come back. But Marshall came back. He stuck with it each and every time, man. And that shows you the love and respect that he has for Isaac, man. So, Marshall, I appreciate that, man. He stuck with it, man. He kept coming back to us, man. So, we really, really appreciate him taking time out of his extremely busy schedule to catch up with Isaac Bruce. It's just good to see you all uh, chop it up, Isaac. That's going to do it for this episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the special guest Marshall Falk. Until next week, we out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.